This podcast contains adult content, including cannabis. You're listening to Bellas Who Blaze. Everyday discussions elevating cannabis lifestyles from a female perspective. Joining me this episode is Rose Renton, a prominent green fairy here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, providing access to affordable cannabis medicines around the country. With a support network of 15 green fairies to help her with her compassionate care work she spearheads, her passion for cannabis medicine came from the battles fought to provide her son with medical cannabis before his passing at 19 years old. Thank you, Rose, for joining me today. I can't wait to share your story, your journey with cannabis uh, to our fellow Bellas and fellas tuning in. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. So to start off, can you please tell me about how your relationship with cannabis began? Um, I guess it would obviously go back to prior to to having children for me. um, I grew up in Canterbury, New Zealand, and I, it wasn't around when I was at secondary school. Um, it was much more of a drink culture, which I didn't, I wasn't very good at drinking, I will admit, it, it just made me sick. Mm. So I came up here on holiday, on my first holiday away from home when I was 17, 18, mm-hmm. and I, like, I drove myself up here and it was a really big, independent, exciting holiday. And, yeah. and where are you, sorry? Uh, I'm in Nelson now, Nelson. so I, I, yeah, so I came up to Nelson to mm-hmm. Kaiteri. Uh, for a holiday, a camping holiday with my girlfriends, and we were offered cannabis um, by some young locals, and I thought, oh, how how interesting, this could be a really interesting um, perspective, because I'd come through the whole war on drugs um, Mm -hmm. as a teenager, and, you know, that was quite a big campaign in the Mm -hmm. late 80s, early 90s, as you'll know from history Mm -hmm. and so I was I guess I was a wee bit um, concerned but I thought well you can't have an opinion on something unless you try it Um, and I knew it was a herb so it was not something that was you know going to be do some massive damage and it was probably the best night of my life I laughed so hard with my (laughs) girlfriends I didn't wake up hungover Um, I got hungry which was good Mm -hmm. and that was fun and it was just a wonderful night. And so my my first ever use of, of cannabis was in the smoking form mm-hmm. at um, just on 18. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best nights of my life. So I thought, wow, there's all these well, lies told about this. And I'm sure it's not for everyone. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that cannabis is for everyone. But yeah. that memory will be with me forever. And so when I came back to Canterbury, as I socialized, I found certain social groups and usually the slightly older mature social groups had and used cannabis um, in a in a relaxation way. But there was so much concern around it. Like it was a big secret and you couldn't talk to anyone and accessing it was difficult. And so that was my introduction um, mm-hmm. to it initially. And then over the years my social groups uh, were involved with people that use cannabis as a recreational alternative to alcohol. And then long story cut short, fast forward, um, I'm a mum to seven children. My eldest is 26 and my twins, Jack and Leo are 11. And Alex was my eldest son. Um, And then there's Harriet, Hugh and Molly. And so that's the range of children. Um, When you have that many children, you don't really drink. Well, I didn't, I didn't Mm -hmm. find it fitted into that. But I could always find time to have a spliff if I was really stressed Mm -hmm. um, or hadn't had a lot of sleep or was gardening or whatever. So I had a lot Mm -hmm. of, and I've always been self-employed. So my lifestyles enabled me to incorporate cannabis into my relaxation without it um, impeding with hangovers and Mm. and feeling yucky because you just can't 
raise children and get up in the middle of the night and drink. The two worlds just don't go together. Mm. So, Sorry, just to clarify, by spliff, is that cut with tobacco or? Yeah, I've always smoked cigarettes, like from... Mm -hmm. What, 18, 19? I'm not a heavy smoker of tobacco, but yeah. um, and I've grown my own tobacco. Alex and I grew our own oh. tobacco, mainly because we were gardeners and we yeah. didn't like paying the price mm-hmm. of it and we didn't want toxins in our tobacco. Mm. So a spliff is a mix. And it's often yeah. frowned upon about true by true stoners, but I find a joint too too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. I just like a little crumble of green at the beginning of my um, cigarette and then nice. I'm... Light, slightly offline and I'm quite content to plan the garden or do the dishes or do some baking or whatever you know tidy the room mm-hmm. it all becomes so much easier or watch a movie yeah so wonderful it was um I guess also what's part of my history in cannabis is seeing the quite the quite dark side of cannabis mm-hmm. um my first partner um, husband and Alex's dad Martin was an uh, ex-Kiwi league player and the league boys are always associated with illicit drugs or bad behavior in mm-hmm. fact my um, involvement with them I found there to be such gentlemen and they knew how to have a good time and, and stay safe mm-hmm. and so I was around cannabis a lot but I really got to see in that involvement too mm-hmm. that it was quite there was a stigma around anyone who used cannabis particularly any sports people which I think is really sad when it comes mm-hmm. to cannabis and CBD so I saw the dark side um, of it like if you grew it um, you get busted and that's a horrible experience and I was in my very young years when Jess and Alex were babies and Mm -hmm. I was with um, their dad Mm -hmm. so he was sort of dragged off in a paddy wagon and they saw that so I saw a very negative influence of cannabis Mm -hmm. my parents were obviously concerned at that time around it Um, I thought it was really dramatic and overkill by the um, drug squad I, I didn't understand why they were so nuts about something that was really quite harmless in so many ways mm-hmm. obviously that side of it's actually really harmful if you break the law and get caught it's not yes. cool and then of course there's all the punishment that goes on mm-hmm. so I had that influence and then I moved away from that side of my life mm-hmm. um, but I always was in touch with um, the use of cannabis if I chose to but I very much kept it to myself mm-hmm. or with my girlfriends or yeah. you know my social scene mm-hmm. when Alex became a teenager Mm-hmm. I wanted him to know both sides of yeah. the story. So he learned both sides. It's got a good side. It's also got a, a side that you can't travel overseas. And mm-hmm. he was a great rugby player. So he um, knew that there was a drink culture that was promoted and supported, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to be caught having a, a, a spliff. No. Um, and so he sort of had to hide who he was in a way. And and it was a great sportsman. It helped him recover and he preferred it to a beer. So we had a lot of common ground. And then one That's lovely for him it was to have, beautiful. you know, yeah. a family member that you trust, feel safe with, introduce you to it, and to show you how to use it in a in a way to integrate in a into your way. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, and I think also this is where it, it began for Alex and I. This connection mm-hmm. where he would say, "Why can't I grow it?" And I'd say, "Well, you can grow it, but the ramifications of growing it are this." And I said, "I would never say don't, but I'd say just be very careful." Mm-hmm. And so it was that last summer before he got sick in the late March um, that he said, "Can I grow it?" And I said, "Yes, you can grow it, but we'll need the landlord's permission," <clears throat> which we got. And funny enough, the landlord actually was kind enough to give us um, seedlings. So just oh, the irony, yeah. <laughs> of life. And so Alex and I made this little thing, and it 
it was plastic and we had holes in the bottom and then we put stakes in and we put plastic around it. We thought we'd grow this little greenhouse. Yeah. And Alex being, what, 18, he was just so excited. It yeah. was so funny. Yeah. And then they grew like triffids. They literally exploded. And mm-hmm. so we had to get them into the garden shed. And mm-hmm. I said, well, if you want them to keep growing, you're going to have to remove the iron and put clear light because they need growth. So he did all that. So Alex grew his first and only season of cannabis that year and mm-hmm. there, I mean, he, he was a training chef and he put basil around it so they wow. had lovely aroma yeah. it was just such a flavor nice smell. companion plants yeah it was just gorgeous and because he was training for the junior marcos rugby team here in nelson and he mm-hmm. was chef training he cut out cannabis completely. He said, I've got all this focus. So he actually yep. stopped using cannabis completely. Mm-hmm. And he went cold turkey, which now I understand how that's probably a really bad thing to do when you're a sports person and changing all your routine. Mm-hmm. And he um, ended up with glandular fever, which he didn't know. So there were all these triggers. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have the use of cannabis in a system that he would normally have as an anti-inflammatory. And mm-hmm. he just got sick really quick, had that seizure. Mm-hmm. Um and that then ended him up in hospital. But while so, in that summer we were growing, he said to me, if anything ever happens to me, mum, I want cannabis as medicine. And I was mm-hmm. like, why? Wow. And he said, well, I've done research on cannabis as medicine in Israel and America, and mm-hmm. it's really beneficial. And I think yeah. you should. And he just literally following me around with his laptop, telling me about it. Mm. So that is why, as a family, his um, eldest sister and I, applied for cannabis as medicine when none of the medicines were working while he yeah. was in a coma and ICU and Nelson and Wellington hospitals. So that's yeah. a really long version of mm-hmm. my journey in cannabis. And then very much and Alex was a pinnacle of that with what happened to him. Absolutely. And so for those of us who don't know, are you able to tell me a bit about your son's medical condition and that journey and how you discovered cannabis helped? So he already knew it was a medicine, um, but how it actually helped. Yeah, he knew a lot about it, a lot more than me. Um, mm. Alex had flu-like symptoms. He went to a GP on the Thursday, which was the 2nd of April. The Friday was the 3rd or 4th. And it was. I remember it being a full moon. It was Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. And he was told to go home, just take Panadol. It was just simply a flu. And at about one or two o'clock in the night, so early the next day, Alex mm-hmm. had a seizure. He had no previous medical history of um, any neurological or seizure epilepsy type. Mm-hmm. He was the healthiest of all my seven children. He'd never really even had anything wrong with I don't think he even had a flu prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really shocking that Alex had the seizure um, that the ambulance was called and then he was taken to Nelson Hospital and they'd given him anti-seizure meds. Um, mm. He woke up the next, like late, like early in the morning, doesn't remember any of it. Um, mm. And that went on as he went in and out of seizures. Like the medication held for about 24 hours mm-hmm. and then it just got progressively, it came back again and they couldn't control it. This, there was lack of staff. I had to hold his head back in the hospital so he could mm. breathe to recover from a seizure so he didn't die. Wow. It was a really dire situation. He mm. had um, MRIs, you know, and he had to be knocked out to have them because in mm. case he had the seizure. Mm-hmm. But he would not remember when he woke up that he'd been having these full seizures. And wow. as I say, no medical history mm. at all. Healthiest, fittest young man I knew. Mm. So they had to put him in into an induced coma and they airlifted us to Wellington 
um, ICU where he stayed for 88 days. And Alex had over 43 chemical drugs put in his system in that time. Wow. And they never came up with a single diagnosis. They thought it was um, MDMA and they sent this blood result to London, which took weeks to get a result for antibody thing. And it wasn't that. And mm-hmm. um, they did blood plasma transfer. Um, mm-hmm. And then they did chemotherapy, which to me is a mum homeopath naturopath yeah. background that just mm-hmm. horrified me yeah. so in the end it was like well you've done everything how about Alex has what he would choose which is mm-hmm. CBD oil and that's when we finally got approval but that took weeks and mm-hmm. weeks which it shouldn't and we got um Elixinol, which is a hemp-based CBD without THC imported from mm-hmm. Australia for Alex but by then it was so that there'd been so much damage done um by their drugs even though they were they were doing what they knew to be the best thing yeah. uh, but also I imagine seizures would have been constantly creating brain damage and so Alex passed away 88 days later um, on the 1st of July 2015 he certainly settled after CBD went into his regime he was mm-hmm. far more calm they keep swapping and changing drugs dropping them up and down and mm. that was probably the most horrific thing I've ever seen he had a track tracheotomy so yeah. I watched that get removed uh, we never left his side because he's very close to the family and it's meant I spent three months in Wellington and flew back and if I flew back to my younger kids then his sister would sit by his bedside or his mm-hmm. dad or my mom or sister yeah. yeah it was you never forget that experience no. with the one you love and really when he died for me there was some peace in that because at least I knew he was he was free um out of pain yeah mm. yeah so it's still you know when you talk about it, it doesn't really ever go away no um, but I know that the changes he's made and being mm-hmm. able to have that conversation and yeah. the New Zealanders that really connected to Alex's face and mm-hmm. the beauty of the person that he was yeah um will forever have changed the landscape and he would say that was enough mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, and being able to continue these conversations because of brave people like him and yourself. So, yeah, thank you um, for sharing that. that whew, yeah, I know. Really I, emotional. It, it does the same. Well, like this morning, funnily enough, I was thinking that um, I'd have him back today. But he'd say, but we wouldn't have made the progress, Mum. So as a mum, I'd have him yeah. back now. Yes, um, absolutely. But he would say it was worth it. You know, my mm. life was worth that, but yeah. Absolutely. And um, sorry. No, that's fine. I'm crying too. So <laughs> we're right here. Yeah. Really inspiring. But at least so we know. inspiring. Yeah, it's pretty shit. But equally, he's given us a voice. And that's what he wanted was for cannabis to have a voice because he couldn't understand the prejudice against the entire group that use it and he couldn't understand why we're still hiding and why he couldn't grow and why he couldn't have a spliff after rugby yeah and why his father got tormented by the New Zealand police because Mm. he used cannabis and why actually generally across the board for those of us who choose how to relax it's actually got nothing to do with anyone else because we're not harming anyone else exactly it's Um, it's demonized to an extremity really that's not representative of uh, the plant at all. No, like I no. think the plant is the most versatile, healing, incredible 
thing. And I think it's as close to a human. So every human has its own DNA and its own yeah. influence and character yeah. and, and appearance. Yeah. And, and it, every single one of us has a, have a contribution. And mm-hmm. that's how I see every single cannabis plant, whether it be hemp or high THC or mm-hmm. something in the middle. Yeah. Every single one is unique. Um, mm-hmm. And what it can do is heal humanity. It can provide food and medicine and clothing. And I think the propaganda behind it is is really um, outdated and evil and it's about time that we were seen in the same vein of discrimination against uh, ethnic minorities Mm -hmm. and discrimination against um, gay or lesbian or Mm -hmm. transgender. It's a Mm -hmm. discrimination that can no longer stand. I am 100% with you, which is why we're here today. Okay, <laughs> we could, we could just stop crying. Exactly. <laughs> but I did want to ask one, one more thing. When you decided medical cannabis, you needed to get this into your hands. From that point, you did mention it took weeks and weeks and it took too long. But can you just tell me about how hard it really was to get it and why it took so long? It was obscene. You would, it was obscene. I mean, this was CBD. It wasn't even THC. You're going to get a high off it. Yeah. And I remember yeah. saying to Alex, like, oh, my goodness, I could get a capsule of oil off the black market that would be rocket fuel that would probably be really good for you, actually. Yeah. And in the end, that's exactly what I did. I, I mm-hmm. went to Green Fairies that were not known as Green Fairies and I mm-hmm. got... Um, cannabis medicine in oil form and I used to give him vitamin C in his gums mm-hmm. when he was in a coma and they knew that that I think the hospital will probably remember me forever as that heinous mother that no one wanted to cross yeah. so I put the oil <laughs> in the vitamin C and put it in his gums so I did it because not to be blatantly I'll do it my way it was more mm. I need to honor my son and so mm-hmm. even though it took months to get um, the elixir, which they didn't even know how to use it. It was so weird. So it came in this tube and it was really, really thick and treacly. Mm. And I had to go down to the chemist to get the liquid coconut oil to mix with it so it could go right. through the tube. Right. So, um, yeah, I think we've come a long way since, but yeah, I yeah. it took too long. I would, n- and that's the reason yeah. I started the campaign. I would never want another family mm-hmm. to go through anything like what Jess, Alex, um, and I and the rest of the family had to go through. No mm. one should ever have to go through that to choose a medicine that is is non toxic and their choice. So yeah, it was grueling. Yeah, yeah. And it's no, it's not that easy now to get a prescription. Mm-hmm. You may get the prescription because your doctor's educated or your specialist, but actually to access the medicine and be able to afford it. The affordability so, is. Um, when I found out some of the pricing, I could not believe it. No, it's obscene. Ridiculous, yeah. Whereas um, the green fairies, on the other hand, produce a New Zealand-grown mm-hmm. medicinal cannabis that's yeah. even tested. So we know the CBD, not necessarily wow. the THC content, but if you're dealing with hemp, you're in such a small minority. So all my buds get tested now, mm-hmm. and the oils um, can amazing. have that amount in them. And yeah. uh, the cost is about an eighth of the prescription cost. So, yeah, yeah. affordable, accessible, which was my promise to yeah. New Zealanders was affordable, accessible medicinal cannabis. It's a basic human right. I completely echo you there. And so for those of us who aren't familiar with green fairies, can you tell me a little bit about what being a green fairy entails and what you do? So during my court process where um, I had to go through the courts and then come out the other end and, and not be convicted, um, I was 
that's when the coin the term was coined green fairy mm -hmm. um and so a green fairy is someone who provides medicinal cannabis to a patient and or family of a patient that cannot access it due to cost limitation in the prescription mm -hmm. or the, the doctor won't prescribe or simply that they, they don't think they need to go down those tracks to do it. So mm -hmm. I've got a team, I think there's now 17 and so I'm always training wow. new people and they follow my recipes and ratios. Mm -hmm. So I've got a like a data sheet of all those people throughout New Zealand and they mm -hmm. follow what um, I follow. They follow the strains and we have mm -hmm. a hemp CBD with no THC and we have mm -hmm. a rich CBD, low THC wow. then we have a blend and then we have a strong strongest yeah. oil for cancer we yeah. have suppositories and balms so wow. we provide it uh -huh. um to the patients we have an edible for sleep instead of zopiclone and amitriptyline so we're replacing those prescription drugs that are opioids and toxic over long term with cannabis as medicine under a safe regime so we ask mm -hmm. about medication they're on yeah. we ask they tell their doctor we don't we ask that they don't need to give permission to mm -hmm. use it their gp they just inform their gp mm -hmm. out of respect yeah. We talk about blood pressure, high, low, or medium. Um, so we we are uh, natural therapists, I guess, mm -hmm. um, because it's non-toxic. We're very safe. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a data sheet. So I can probably show you a data sheet at some stage or send yeah. one to you. And it's just got all the products there and yeah. how to keep it and what doses to start on and what to expect and brownie in the freezer and oil mm -hmm. in the fridge and temperatures if you're traveling. So it's like a little mini cannabis pharmacy. And some make only some products and some make, like me, make far too many. And so um, suppositories are amazing. No one wants to talk about their bum, but they're really good and they're much oh. better than anything from the chemist, like for period yeah. pain or for constipation or for digestive, for Crohn's disease. I mean, the list is endless. So exactly. that's what you bring Mm, yeah, as I, providing these products. Mm -hmm. I honestly wouldn't be able to deal with my period pains without cannabis. Great, isn't it? You wake up in the middle of the night and you rub your bum into your lower yeah. tummy. I've got a gammy right hip and I rub it into that. Yeah. And you can take your CBD when you're going to get a glass of water just mm -hmm. from the fridge, a full dropper, and a, you can yeah. use it in conjunction with a Panadol if it's really intense and exactly. it um, actually makes the Panadol stronger. So you're using less. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so that's what a green fairy is. So there may be just like 17 on my list because mm -hmm. they're directly connected to me. But mm -hmm. it's throughout New Zealand, there's hundreds of yeah. green fairies. And not everyone's following my ratios and recipes because mm -hmm. I've been around it 20 years longer than I have. So yeah. I'm not necessarily an expert, mm -hmm. um, although I'm often seen as one. There's a lot of people that know a lot more than I do. And if yeah. I find someone that requires a very set, definite amount, mm -hmm. I'll either advise prescription or I'll send them on to a green fairy that makes um, a certain strength of RSO so it can be used for it as nice. a cancer treatment so, yeah yeah and, and rso you're referring to rick simpson oil which is a much more yeah. concentrated version of cannabis yeah. which helps for people with you know needing those high doses for pain or whatever yeah. ailments yeah. that they're looking after that's amazing I've made it, you have. It, yeah yeah i've made it but it's quite an intense process because you've got to use a, a hell of a yes. lot of bud mm -hmm. um like ounces and ounces and a lot of alcohol, and then you've got to pull it down into the sticky stuff. And so I, can, I make it to order, but I'd much prefer an expert in RSO to do that so mm -hmm. I can make all the, all the other stuff. Yeah, it's incredible the, the, the range of products you have, the network that you've established. And like you said, you know, there are many out there, but just for the amount of people that are being helped by what you do and what you've inspired other people to do and join you as well is incredible. So I admire that so much. 
it's a double-edged sword in positivity because mm-hmm. if there's a sick person that you help with CBD products mm-hmm. or cannabis products and then they get well, then they can recreate it and help someone else. So mm-hmm. it's the ripple effect for me that for every person I train, they're going to train more. And so it's about communities and individuals taking care of each other. Our growers look after us. We could never do it without our growers. It's mm-hmm. taken me four or five years to establish these amazing New Zealand organic growers mm-hmm. that risk their entire life to grow kind of all my sick people mm-hmm. and it's like wow that's amazing so I've got that amazes me so I love yeah. the fact that that person can be a green fairy because they were helped and then they can go on to help so mm-hmm. it's inspiring communities to look after one another yeah um, and it's like teaching people to fish rather than trying to fish for everyone else and I'm not yeah. really a big corporate person I don't mm-hmm. I'm not anti mm-hmm. but I like that boutique small organic market style I quite like the fact that my text goes and people order from me and then I send it and then it's gone and I don't know the the whole warehouse factory I think it takes away from what the plant really means I understand it from a commercial perspective too like there are those two sides but yes I think there's such a beauty in craft cannabis where you know a passionate grower has really knows their genetics yeah. knows how they expresses knows exactly what these ladies want and can yeah. give it and it just produces such beautiful flower the flowers that do the most amazing things like this year yeah. i grew hemp i thought i'm gonna grow hemp i don't need lots of rocket fuel like mm-hmm. i can get that <laughs> if i need it and the, there's some masters of growing strong cannabis in new zealand as mm-hmm. we know so yeah that market covered mm-hmm. and I was fascinated by this hemp that I grew because it had such rich CBD and it just had that little bit of THC and mm-hmm. so I can help so many more people with yeah. that particular strain newcomers particularly or people that are on yeah. a lot of prescription um, and I can't do without my my strong strains but mm-hmm. these master growers doing that but watching I had purple flower heads and I just was just so tickled I probably grew about 30 in the back garden I wish wow. I'd grown a paddock because it's mm-hmm. gonna go it's gonna disappear so quickly yeah. because of what I make and it makes me realize okay I see now why some people get licenses and grow paddocks mm-hmm. yeah. yeah do you see that in your future um yeah I do I've got a GP that um is a female and she's been part of the net um the movement and the network um and now is a family friend and so as her she needs a couple of years of GP and mm-hmm. under her belt and then I think I'd work with her um together and we'd get a license together because mm-hmm. I don't know we just sort of understand each other and I would love to have a GP that I can bounce stuff off and mm-hmm. vice versa and he's so pro yeah. so that's how that's how I'd like to see it but mm-hmm. I'd like to probably grow it in my own paddock with her yeah. um but I can't I don't know if I ever see myself in a, in a big indoor warehouse a part of a big company I think no yeah. I am ultimately is an organic um, healer with the support mm-hmm. of um, GP training that's yeah so yeah, yeah one day I guess I'll I'll get myself licensed but there's something also really enticing about doing it for the people unlicensed yeah that compassionate care aspect as well yeah yeah and the license affordability and the restrictions are obscene we've got hemp growers growing incredible hemp that are having to burn their crop because it's mm-hmm. 1.2 percent thca instead yeah. of one i mean now and i read that this morning and all i could think well if you got hold of the green fairies we could have bought that off you mm-hmm. and helped a whole other people yeah. so i think there's a bit of foolishness to going on if you just 
spent three months growing hemp and it's slightly above what the government allows, send it to a green fairy. Why would you burn it? Because yeah. we need it. It's, yeah, and it's such a waste of perfect I'm plant the material. Product. Unbelievable. Yeah, if authority, governments, people who are making these decisions to bring it in, you know, certain things into the legalized space to consult those growers, to consult those experts who know exactly what to do with the product, who knows what they need from those plants, etc. You know, you wouldn't have this much waste happening either because there's more That's understanding tough. of yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why there's a fear um, mm -hmm. around, like they, they often talk about THC, but it's like you allow alcohol to be bought in in a supermarket and, and that can kill you. Mm -hmm. It's really simple. Mm -hmm. And so we've got a whole society for a, a drug and they don't see it as a drug because I much prefer calling it alcohol because it's safe mm. and the, the health and the domestic violence and the problems that alcohol causes and that's mm. allowed mm. yet THC everyone loses their shit over something that makes you giggle makes you hungry it makes you sleep but you can't die from using it so mm. but you can with all the other prescription medications and alcohol so the ignorance Mm -hmm. that's still there around how to relax healthy and healthy ways in this yeah. is it goes biggest belief I mean what did we miss out in the referendum 1.8 percent after the mm -hmm. special votes yeah um, and, and a lot of that is ignorance and a lot of that is propaganda that mm -hmm. was allowed to happen in an advertising way um, exactly. and a government that didn't do a job and a leader that had no balls to stand up and say I'll be voting yes I thought leaders were meant to lead. Anyway, you can see that it's a subject quite close to my heart. Oh, anyway. absolutely. And even when you think about someone's first cannabis experience, you know, I loved hearing that your experience was a really positive one and you kind of met people that introduced it to you and probably, you know, showed you how to consume it and that kind of thing. But, you know, quite often it's young people, they're already drunk, they're at a party, they took so some, bad if you're already drinking. That's like a number one rule. You're going to yeah. green out and vomit and think you're going to die and you want yeah. to die, but you won't. Mum at 76 loves it and, and uses it daily as a topical or as an oil and has a Spliffer, she wants to watch a movie and here's she in her 70s and reckons it was the best thing I ever taught her was is, was to introduce cannabis as medicine or cannabis to, to relax. She couldn't drink alcohol either and, and mm. I don't understand how we can have a culture that supports alcohol, that sport promotes alcohol, yet cannabis industry or those that use it are frowned upon. I mean, I think also it's why I was chosen because I look quite mainstream. No one could ever tell that I'm a stoner, <laughs> uh, whatever that actually means. Yeah. I'm quite proud of that. But it concerns me that people think I'm offline all the time. It's like, well, you try and raise seven children as a single mum, self-employed, and, and be stoned all the time. I'm not stoned all the time. I choose to get stoned so I sleep well, mm -hmm. or I choose an edible and I don't even notice that I'm stoned. Mm -hmm. But I think people hear the word stoned and think negative for yeah. being stoned Really, really lovely. It can be one of the funniest things you'll ever do. You can laugh about absolutely anything and everything. Mm -hmm. Laughter is the best medicine. I just think, yep. yeah, there's just like a, a glass of wine versus spliff or an edible. The, the edible and the spliff will always win. Alex was like us. Mm -hmm. and it made him sick. It gave him a headache. He mm -hmm. hated it. And he mm -hmm. escaped. But even after a rugby game, I'd, he'd text me and I'd go and get him and off we'd go home and and. and he said, it's not that I don't like having a beer, but I don't mm. want to get on the piss because it makes me feel disgusting and a, and a spliff yeah. is so much better. But the, yeah. probably one of the saddest things, and you could probably relate to this, 
Alex was quite an insomniac, so he didn't sleep that well. He just had one of those minds, yeah, that just wouldn't. You can't shut it off. I just so wish he'd eaten one of my edibles, brownies, because they're <laughs> famous um, now among yeah. the patients for a great night's sleep. And, mm-hmm. and being a training chef, I think, you know, wow, how amazing that I now make edibles that I can't keep up with. I make my own little private chocolates because I'm sick mm. of eating brownie. But that he would never have tried those. But he'd mm. say it doesn't it doesn't matter because if I inspired you to make an edible to help people sleep, then that's, mm-hmm. that's enough. So. Exactly. And so I know we've covered a lot of stigma that cannabis consumers face in New Zealand but what kind of stigmas and challenges do you face as a green fairy in New Zealand aside from kind of the norms that we I don't face any it's really weird I think because I went through the court thing and everyone is very sad about um the loss of Alex that Mm -hmm. honestly it's given me a green pass to pretty much everything Mm-hmm. which then worries me for other green fairies that don't have a son that died like mm-hmm. but I guess I stand for them all and the mm-hmm. fact that if they needed my backup and why they do what they do that I'd be right yeah. there for that and I've, that's a commitment to all my green fairies that mm-hmm. if you're under my umbrella and you have any trouble with the law you just let me know and I'll be right there and say that I recruited you and mm-hmm. taught you how to do it and the reason you do it is that I can't keep up so mm-hmm. I'm blessed Nelson has been the most incredible place it's like mm-hmm. a big mummy cuddle here Um, I'm sure there's lots of very quiet stoners here Mm -hmm. that um, run very successful businesses and don't look at all like a stoner Mm -hmm. that back then and know they do Um, even the retired older group um, I supply a lot of them balm for their sore knees Mm -hmm. I think I just have a bit of what Alex had in the the image that he portrayed that I actually care I really do care Mm. about people and I really don't like suffering um, of I don't think there's any need for anyone to suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was young, I worked with my mum in hospice because I wanted to know how they looked after them. Mm-hmm. And this is totally unrelated, but mm-hmm. like that's sort of weird at 12 or 13 to care mm-hmm. about how people were treated when they were dying. Yeah. Um, so I guess I just have that that thing there that there's no need to suffer and it comes across. So people believe yeah. that's, that's part of what I do. So I haven't had any stigma. Sometimes I get a wee bit um, harassed that, oh, my God, he's another stoner and get over it. And it's like, well, mm. actually, I'm just not at rolling reefers and supplying tinnies. Actually, I don't do mm-hmm. any of that. Yeah. Tinnies are really uneconomical way to buy cannabis. Anyway. Exactly. And for anyone who doesn't know what a tinny is, it's a 20 bag of weed, <laughs> probably less than a gram, rolled up in some tin foil, hence the tinny. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's a really bad way to buy it too financially. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be really careful. I'd never actually buy cannabis off the street unless I knew where it was mm. coming from. And it's funny because oh, yes, that's what I tell 100%. my kids. Yeah, that you have to be careful because they will lace it and... Um, mm-hmm synthetic cannabis is not cannabis it just no that's another thing I have a big issue with it's so scary it really annoys me that they Mm -hmm. use the beautiful name Mm -hmm. of cannabis for something that is not cannabis at all disgusting propaganda again so yeah I I don't have I get stared at a lot Mm -hmm. I in different parts of New Zealand um I get talked to a lot too which Mm -hmm. is kind of cool and slightly weird Mm -hmm. Um, so there's not a lot of privacy Mm. anymore yeah but I guess I'm proud of that. Um, I, it's made me sort of step back into my own home and only go out, you know, on those days that I really choose to be available. Sometimes yeah. I get really sick of my phone. It never mm-hmm. stops. All my conversations are people that are suffering or dying or mm. in agony or need to sleep. Yeah. So I become overloaded by about Thursday. Yeah, totally. Um, so an it, empath yourself. 
you know, that's Yeah, all. so as an empath, I sort of take it all on and then mm-hmm. I just go, okay, I can't cope anymore and I really care, but I'm going to have to switch off. And, of course, mm-hmm. I've got my own kids, so I've still got three yeah. of my children at home and mm-hmm. the others sort of come and go. So mm-hmm. I don't have – I've never really been given a hard time. The police were really beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the courts were really beautiful to me. Um, and then sort of society as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But I know that is not the case. I'm mm-hmm. white, I'm female, and I've got a sad story. So, mm-hmm. but if I was Māori mm-hmm. um, and a male, uh, I would have, I, I'd be in jail. Yeah, absolutely. That worried me hugely. Mm-hmm. And I've said that from the beginning. Yeah. How come I got Because this is I'm a racial issue as well. Yeah, it is a racial issue. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. We go on about how we've progressed, and we haven't. We're still we're still making people wrong mm-hmm. um, for who they are. Yep. And uh, I shouldn't need to even bring that up, but mm-hmm. it is so in your face mm-hmm. uh, and it, it has to change. Yeah. And so with this change, um, why is cannabis legalization important to you? Oh, wow. There's so many reasons. Um, self-empowerment, self-healing, the right mm-hmm. to choose. It's a human right. It's discriminatory. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess for me, being able to grow three or four plants for me means my family would have medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, it would mean that young people wouldn't go and get it off the street. It would mean an old lady could save the roots and make root balm if she only needed the root balm. But she could give the buds to her elderly neighbour who could make oil because he doesn't sleep mm-hmm. because the plant belongs to us. It doesn't belong to government. And mm-hmm. it never did. Mm-hmm. It, it never belongs did. to planet Earth. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Mother Earth gave us a plant mm-hmm. and it's there to heal and and I can't believe. Yes, see, the thing is I do make a profit out of what I do because if I don't, I can't buy good buds to make more, mm-hmm. but I'm not greedy about it mm-hmm. and I, I continue to help others and I think that's what are, I'd like you know, to see. very purpose-driven as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the, I don't think there is one reason why it shouldn't be legalised. That mm-hmm. I can't think of one. There oh, isn't neither one. can I. <laughs> neither can I. It needs to happen yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I went down a bit of a hole when the referendum didn't go through. I still went out. I still had a. I still enjoyed myself, but it was. Oh yes, absolutely. Failed New Zealand in a way. Yeah. That's why with every message I get, I think there's another person that's educated and converted. Every yeah. new person I get, every new person I get and refer to another green fairy is another step towards a yes. And maybe it was mm-hmm. five years before we were ready, but we shouldn't actually have to see a loved one suffer mm-hmm. to care about if someone else chooses it. I think that's where I'm different. I don't need yeah. to know you to care I care yeah, and I think exactly. that's what's missing in the current system and the political system is that yes. they're not they talk about a compassionate government I don't see it mm-hmm. care starts with um, just simply choosing to care about mm-hmm. others yeah mm. yeah and that's why we're doing what we're doing because we care we want people to be able to have these options I know when I'm older I want to be able to just walk into a store buy CBD for my back pain my arthritis whatever I'm dealing with at that age I think that's so important and as a green fairy you've dealt with a lot of people dealing with their own lives what have been some of the most moving patient stories that you've experienced is there one that stands out to you obviously you've had there is 
Oh, there's thousands, but mm. one that stands out is a, um, a mum of a young boy with, um, born with a severe neurological condition, which meant he was quite slow in developing, but also had severe epilepsy, couldn't walk, couldn't talk. So now um, he walks, he talks, wow. he sleeps. Um, and the epilepsy is right down to a manageable level. And I meet him in June. So he was one of my first young patients on CBD and his whole life has transformed for him but also for his parents he is the closest I guess to my heart as a green fairy because Mm. he's a boy and he's Mm. you know the neurological thing links me to how I felt about Alex but to see his progress for him as um, a young I think he's about the same age as my twins 11 10 11 So, yeah, he stands out. So, of course, mum gets hold of me every four to six weeks and puts mm-hmm. in her order and we talk about strains and what I've been making. That that stands out the most. Um, yeah. But there's that times 30. There's there's so many people. People, mm-hmm. I've finally, I can sleep. Oh, my goodness, I've been sick for 20 years and now I'm well. I can work again. Um, the ones that sleep, I think, amaze me. But the ang- anxious ones, mm-hmm. Um brain trauma and brain damage results, um, Mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, addiction. Oh, my God. It just Mm -hmm. goes on every single day, every day. But that particular story is the closest to my heart because to go from having um, sort of part of a life to a completely self-expressed life just with cannabis medicine is kind of amazing. It is incredible. And those are the stories that I absolutely love about cannabis, you know, just the fact that this one plant completely changed yeah your quality of life 180 degrees and mums and dads yeah yeah and when COVID friends. Hit, I, yeah when COVID hit um they one of them lost their job and I just sent the order anyway and I said it's just not about money it's about the quality of life and um, that's what I advocate as a green fairy that mm-hmm. if you're able to give a third or 10% of every product batch do that because mm-hmm. you make a difference and you know retired people that live on very little that can't afford then you can mm-hmm. donate a balm um, yeah. or an oil to know that they can get through that and I think yeah. that compassionate care and seeing those stories you couldn't once you become a green fairy you sort of can't not be a green fairy because mm-hmm. of the results and the people yeah. and the feedback and the love mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm. and I know you've hinted at your strains and cultivars can you tell me a little bit about what's kind of currently floating around you at the moment well I've got some exciting CBD <clears throat> strain and it's mm-hmm. been organically grown and it's called dead lights it's 18 percent cbd one percent thc mm-hmm. so that just rocks yeah. and we're just waiting for a new testing of another one it's called ghost piss slightly inappropriate name but that's <laughs> up around 20 percent cbd one percent wow. thc yeah. but my own cbd um, hemp came one came back and it was just a compulsory New Zealand strain but mm-hmm. uh, it came back at 9.9% CBD and 0.5 THC so I was so proud of myself ah. so that was just came out of a, a compulsory hemp strain we've got some organic stuff coming through from over the west coast that mm-hmm. I've just oh, Afga, Afghani is really mm-hmm. popular yeah so it's got a CBD and a THC that I can do quite a lot with mm-hmm. um, what else have I got coming 
The Rington Green Onion was a strain that was um, designed and, and named after Alex. Um, wow. The green onion being from the chef side of it. And so that's yeah. more of a sativa THC strain that gets used for medicine and it's really yummy. That um, it's delicious. Up around the 15, 16% THC and just a, you know, just a trace of CBD. But I, I do think he would have loved CBD if he had a chance. Mm. Um, but of course he was a boy and he, he loved being high because it was mm -hmm. so fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, I guess what I'm really passionate about is is lots of CBD with the tickle of THC because yeah. that's where the results come from me, and I mm -hmm. it's safe for young children and pets if I've got no THC yeah. in it initially, unless there's epilepsy or ADHD, and then a little tickle doesn't actually hurt. And in fact, it makes the world of difference. Mm -hmm. um, so that my main strains. I thought I had like a Charlotte's Web, but. Mm -hmm. When we test it, it, it jumps um, right. in CBD and THC. Mm -hmm. So I'm sort of renowned for mainly CBD with that little bit of THC mm -hmm. in most of what I do. But, of course, when I get a really good um, Afghani or there was another one, it was called cheese. But oh. it was actually quite a nice balance because it mm -hmm. was sort of like a balance between CBD and THC. Mm -hmm. um, and in New Zealand, we don't get really, really, really high THC strains. Like 16.3 mm -hmm. is the highest of an organic THC bud that I've managed to find. It's right. really good for a, a palliative drop. Yeah. Um, I don't have a name for that. But a lot of these growers have been growing strains the same strains and just improving them and improving mm -hmm. them. Um, mm -hmm. But I've got a two growers at the moment that are really focusing on those CBD strains. Mm -hmm. So they're importing the seeds, feminized. Yeah. And we're focusing on that. So when they grow, say, you know, six to eight pound, I'll take all of it mm -hmm. and then distribute it through the green fairies. And then they've all got access to, to the same strains, yeah. which sounds really illicit and it really is. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> and it's great because it works really well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so you have so much experience with the product and your knowledge. What is the biggest tip you have for someone who is just starting on their cannabis journey or feel a bit curious? Um, probably, and this is so self-promotion, it's going to make you laugh, but my recipe book is where I started and I wrote it because I was such a novel. It was just so new for me, the whole mm -hmm. thing. And so I always put um, hemp and THC seeds in my recipe book. So you get free seeds so mm -hmm. you can start growing. And that's what I would recommend is that you start growing and then you buy my book and then you can see the ratios and recipes and how I do everything. So you're not sort of left with this plant that you go, oh, it's really pretty. I don't know what to do with it now. Mm -hmm. um, there's also testing available um, privately. And so those they come to me as long as it's vacuum sealed. And I have a wonderful lady that tests everything and gives me the ratio of CBD and THC. Mm -hmm. Then you really know what you can do. Yeah. So yeah, that would be the best advice or talk to a grower. Um, mm -hmm. But just simply put a seed in and watch that baby grow. Um, she's like a tomato. Yeah, talk to and her. She likes the <laughs> sun and she likes plenty of um, uh, compost and yeah. just check the color of her leaves. I Google things, I ask mm -hmm. growers, but I've been mentored by some pretty cool growers. So I mm -hmm. think that would be my best advice is find Absolutely. a grower. But yeah. like Alex and I grew it that year. We didn't know what we were doing. Mm -hmm. We seemed to have quite a good result. It was lovely. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't exactly. Kill it. Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. Didn't kill it. Yeah, exactly. Flower off it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so yeah. exciting. Harvest is simply the most exciting. You know, as it, I grew up on a farm in Canterbury, so you know, harvest and farming and all that seasonal mm. stuff was part of my life. But 
now it's sort of really expanded to the point where autumn and around my birthday, which is the 1st of April, which is a sick irony, it's just the best time of the year because there's always heaps of weed because mm-hmm. weed gets quite expensive from January, February, March. And oh, so all of a sudden it's glut again and mm-hmm. I get donated roots and leaf and all that stuff. So, yes, yeah, I really so now understand the, the bonus of autumn and, and harvest. And yeah. always harvest, try to harvest full moon mm-hmm. in late March um, yep. or early April is what I've always been told by the growers and wait till the trichomes are brown and use a magnifying glass to yeah check yeah that milky cloudy to slightly amber is that sweet spot yeah it is mm-hmm. yeah very much so so maybe maybe you should be green fairy <laughs> maybe I, should. I think it'd be a natural <laughs> <laughs> honestly that would be that would be such a dream to be a green fairy cannabis just brings me so much joy especially when I see how much it helps people like that's really yeah. what drives you right um yeah very much so I've got jars now so it's all jarred and glass and it's mm-hmm. got the labels on it and the ratio and the strain mm. so that's sort of it's taken me years to get to that stra- stage which yeah I can have my big wardrobe and here's all my jars with all yeah. the label bits in it um that's, that's really inspiring and so in your ideal world what would you like to see for the future of cannabis in New Zealand I just like to see it accessible and able to have homegrown rights. So I think if a doctor can prescribe it, um, mm-hmm. then a patient can grow it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you need a doctor's approval to grow a plant. So once we get to that step, I feel that the rest will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, homegrown rights is is a basic human right. Um, mm-hmm. And I will continue to advocate for it in any way that I can until mm-hmm. that is across the board so yeah. when we know that we can grow four to six i'll be growing 46 or 106 i'm never gonna <laughs> do what i can or 420 <laughs> yeah, 420 plants <laughs> but yeah homegrown rights is what i'd like to see because i think when we've got that we're halfway there exactly but yes like you said we are very blessed with passionate growers with their heart in the right place doing some amazing work out there you know producing some incredible product I couldn't and, do it without them yeah and just how they generous some communities yeah, are, are as well mm. incredible like Absolutely. they really take much bigger risk than I do because mm-hmm. they grow vast amounts of it um I've learned not to keep my cannabis on site mm-hmm. um other than the medicines that I've made obviously mm-hmm. because it's interesting it's funny how you get sort of more astute and realize you've got to keep a step ahead so mm-hmm. you know what what I end up securing is always away and then I can bring mm-hmm. it here to make and then and yeah it's, yeah it's good to keep yourself safe but without my growers I wouldn't be able to help people and sometimes I think they forget mm-hmm. how many people that they help mm-hmm. um, and it's what hard they work do. yeah yeah it is Such anyone who grows cannabis really deserves every single cent they get paid for it because mm-hmm. the amount of work that goes into it the love that goes into it mm-hmm. the timing that goes into it the drying that goes into it the trimming that goes into it oh the uh, trimming always trimming <laughs> I know there's it's Never such a stops. fun job. I've had yeah. my children do my trimming. I've laid yeah. out a tarp and they've all sat around the tarp and one was on stalks and one was on roots and one was on bud and one was on leaf and they're just mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous and, and they see it as medicine and that's what I'd like to see because I yeah. think that's what it is. So mm-hmm. we were more mainstream would be a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I love that. And I have one more question. I, I really don't want this conversation to end because I'm having such a good time, but... Uh, I know you are very busy as well. So I have one last question for you. What are you consuming at the moment? And do you have kind of a a routine or you're more 
intuitive. Yeah, I do. Well, I, I did a hot yoga class, really mm-hmm. bad idea because I hadn't <laughs> done it for years. And I really badly strained to the point of like hernia tendon ripped off something strained. Oh, no. And I'm a bit of a dynamo. I never stop. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, God, that hurts. And so uh, the balm is being applied three mm-hmm. or four times a day because it takes all that inflammation away. I have an edible at night because, oh, my God, it's so good to sleep on an edible. But mm-hmm. if I'm getting overwhelmed by the amount of times my phone's going or something's going on, I'll take my CBD drops. Mm-hmm. I've got a relatively low tolerance THC. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day, and this is a funny story, accidentally, Harriet and I, Harriet's, 16 next month Mm -hmm. we normally take the yellow which is just rich cbd really low thc which is Mm -hmm. great for anxiety or just just calm Mm -hmm. and you're not high at all yeah we took the blend which is 50 50 Mm -hmm. and oh my god then i was stoned Mm -hmm. then i text her and said are you all right because she'd gone to school and she was like Mm -hmm. not really then she got sent home from school because she was stoned and then they rang me and then I had to admit that I'd given her the wrong oil that she was high. But even worse, I had to admit I was high. <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing. But they were so lovely to me. They were like, oh, thanks for being so honest, Rose. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry about that. It's all right. And they were so sweet. And we've laughed a lot about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, you know what? That's a high school. Can you imagine that happening? <laughs> I was at high school. We were suspended. So I guess yeah. in my heart of hearts, I know that things have changed. Mm. Um, but I, I also know that I'm not, like, I'm fine if I'm at home mm. and I can have a couple of um, puffs on a spliff and I'm in the garden. Mm-hmm. But I'm a bit of a socky. I'm no good, really. Like, even Alex used to say, oh, my God, like, one puff and that's all you need. Mm. And so I think that's why I've got such a reputation for CBD because mm-hmm. it sort of looks after me. Yeah. Um, and, oh, how I would love to have been the stoner I was when I was 18. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I'm even too scared to have a bomb Yeah. because um, I know that I'd be so stoned. And sometimes I just get overwhelmed if I'm too stoned. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad I way. I understand. But more, yeah, I'm just going to crawl into bed and go to sleep. So yeah. at a, age 48 and a mum and strained from hot yoga, it's very much balm, edible and CBD drops. And they're taken on a daily basis. If I've done a lot during the day and I'm not overtired, then I won't have an edible because I know mm-hmm. I'll sleep. Mm-hmm. But as I head into the change of life and menopause, the amount of women that are having incredible results mm-hmm. um, with menopause, with hot flushes or yeah. uh, being awake at night with mm-hmm. edibles is just invaluable. So, you know, yeah. as I tran- transition into my later stage of life, I know mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll consume more. And no doubt I'll look up strains suited to menopause because mm-hmm. that'll be my sort of next chapter in my health journey. So um, yeah. yeah, and I love that, you know, you as a mother have your own cannabis journey and your children have their own too, but being able to do that as a family would be such a, bonding experience too you know that creates trust and and it's really that's beautiful really lovely and like Mm -hmm. the kids like Jack and Leo being the youngest are 11 if they get really really tired or really stressed they know that they can have a full dropper of hemp CBD and they'll Mm -hmm. sleep Mm -hmm. all night if they're overtired like on camp they got really overtired when we went Mm -hmm. camping and they had half a chockey each 
And they slept till 10 the next morning and they were absolutely amazing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, gone are the days of Finnegan and those disgusting medications that they gave children to sleep or hyperactive children. Let's get Mm -hmm. our children on CBD. We have an endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. We're hardwired for cannabis as humans and cats and dogs and horses or anything with a spine. So I think it's well and truly time. It should be a frontline treatment. The first thing, not the Mm -hmm. last thing. And I've said that since Alex went to hospital. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on Bella Blaze and sharing your story. I have had such an amazing time talking to you. I cannot <laughs> wait to come down to Nelson and hopefully meet you in person. Yay, that would be lovely. Some of your products. I mean, Yay. I'm, I'm very excited. I really appreciate you sharing your story with me. We've gone through a roller coaster of emotions from tears to laughter. It's been amazing. So thank you so much. If you want to find Rose, can you please let them know the best place to find you? Best place to find me is um, my website, www.bybyrose.co.nz. Um, you can email me. Um, but also on Facebook, which is Rose, and then in brackets, Virginia Renton. And I use that mainly in messenger form. But most people text me when they would like to make an inquiry mm-hmm. for CBD medicines. Um, I don't answer the phone for mm-hmm. ringings. Um, oh, yes. And thank you for having me on. It's really healing to talk about it um, and mm-hmm. to talk about Alex and to know that this is the reason his life went the way it was. And yeah. sometimes you can forget mm-hmm. and you also can lose touch as to why you're doing what you do. So thank you for your time and your questions and inquiry and uh, for making me laugh and reminding me why I'm gonna get, no, go and look at my phone, which is me <laughs> beside me for brownies and all sorts of things. So oh. yeah, that's what I'm spending the day doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, we all meet. I know that you're beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for listening Thanks for to Bellas Who Blaze. Bellas Who Blaze.